Hey, actually, good question though. Just wondering, Yanis, do you have any cosmetic or skincare products on your desk? You're never at your desk. He's always at his. I've never not seen him at his desk. Well, he travels a lot. Is my point? Uh, well, I, I travel yeah, a lot, but yeah. no, I don't keep any. Like your lip balm. Products. I've got my vitamins. My vitamins are over there, but <laughs> okay. All right. We had a long discussion about like all the things you have on your desk and you know the morning routines because we work at home. I can do yeah. my morning routine at my desk, right? Anyway, nobody cares. Welcome to Connections with BCD Travel an ongoing conversation about the modern-day travel program, the impact of technology, and how travel buyers can take control and drive change. What are we waiting for? Let's start connecting. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Connections. I'm Chad Lemon. And I'm Miriam Moscovich. So, Miriam, remember a few episodes ago when we had my boss, Heather, right on to talk about various digital products and solutions that are available for use. And I kept joking about the pressure I was under uh, recording to make sure the experience was good for my boss. You remember that, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. Well, today's guest is your boss. And truthfully, he's my boss's boss, so I guess in a way... One of my bosses, too. Anywho, his name is Yanis Garmas, Senior Vice President, Product Planning and Development at BCD. We're so thankful to finally get you on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, good afternoon. It's, it's great to be on the podcast. I'm, I'm not sure about boss being the right word. It feels like uh, really my, my principal job is to make sure that you guys have all the funding and the resources uh, that you need to be successful and then uh, to stay mostly out of the way. But um no, it's, it's a pleasure joining you today. Um, and I guess I'll tell you a little bit, uh, tell everybody a little bit about myself. Uh, I've been at BCD uh, a little over seven years, and I run our product planning and development team. So I uh, work with everybody on the BCD side who's building applications, everything from trip source uh, from a travel engagement perspective, decision source from an analytics perspective. Uh, we kind of oversee our BCD marketplace and third party integrations and BCD pay BCD invite that was on the podcast, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, uh, we've got a lot of exciting things going on and, uh, I think it's a great time to be at the intersection of travel and technology. Yanis, today we want to talk all things AI, artificial intelligence, it can mean a variety of different things in business travel, and we know you're the guy to tell us about it. So you ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so Yanis, you and I were both just at GBTA, and I know you did an interview about BCD's use of AI. So talk to us a little bit about our historical record in this space. Well, I like uh, I like the analogy of historical record. So uh let, let's run with that a little bit and, and think a little bit about the history of technology in, in corporate travel. And, you know, I think maybe as I reflect back on it, in many ways, corporate travel really has been at the forefront um, of adopting technology. Uh, I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. And other industries maybe move, you know, you feel like other industries are moving more quickly. Um, but I think if you really look back, you know, quite a distance back in, in corporate travel, you really see that uh, this has been one of the industries that's, that has adopted technology pretty pretty well. So, you know, maybe rewind back to the 1970s, call it the Stone Age 
of travel, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> almost almost every industry um, processed things really manually. Like everybody did things manually. You called in orders, you, you, you kind of pu- punched tickets, and it was the airlines and the GDSs that brought mainframes to travel. And started the automation. I think the travel industry was very much one of those industries that started with technology. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a decade to the 80s, and maybe that's the you know uh, the Bronze Age in travel, right? And what happened in the Bronze Age? We started adopting things like scripts. Let's look and see what an agent does. Oh, they need to do 25, 30 entries to issue a ticket. Well, let's write a robotic, a script that does those keystrokes for them. And let's assign it to keys on a keyboard and let's try and figure out how to make the processing go a little bit more quickly. And there was kind of proliferation of all these kind of scripts and kind of processes, you know, a decade later. And now we're in the, you know, we're in the, the nineties. Um, and I don't know what came after the bronze age, the iron age, the iron age of travel was about, you know, starting to wire up databases and starting to get some graphical user That's interfaces right. in front of people. And again, I think the travel industry, if you go back and look at the eighties, actually was pretty innovative in the types of technology that we were bringing online. And, uh, you know, now we're, we're dealing with maybe more online booking tools and the web era of travel and goes on to the, the 2000s in terms of new technology that's, that's kind of coming online. And now you're getting to things that are touching the consumer, the traveler. You're starting to get to things that are kind of changing the interfaces. And again, I think the travel industry was one of the first online digital uh, kind of marketplaces that came out. That's right. Um, you know, th- by the time we got to the 2010s, everybody's working on mobile, right? You look around and almost every sizable travel company today has a mobile app. Again, I think the travel industry was one of the first to get mobile applications out. And so, you know, we're sitting here today in the the early 2020s, and I think we've got the next evolution of technology. And I think it is pretty much predicated on where artificial intelligence is going to go uh, and how artificial intelligence is going to change the shape of, of our industry for, you know, for the next decade. And I think that's, that's kind of exciting. Of course, every new technology brings a ton of questions, a, a ton of unknowns. Um, there'll be some companies that move very quickly. There'll be, uh, you know, uh, there'll be processes that are better apt to move and adopt artificial intelligence earlier than others. Um, but, but I think it is the potentially the driving force for the next, next decade or so of innovation in our industry. And I think we should be excited about that. So you're saying using various aspects of artificial intelligence, it's nothing new for the travel industry or BCD in general, right? No, I think, you know, we've been, um, well, first of all, we've been evolving for decades on technology. And I think even on the BCD side, we've actually been using certain capabilities in artificial intelligence now for a couple of years. Now, I think it's important for our listeners to note that today, many people are using the term AI, but really that could mean any one of a number of things. And when we use the term AI in business travel, what does that mean? I think in its simplest form, you'd say, you know, AI is really the science of making machines, making, you know, software think like humans. Okay. Now, that's a bit esoteric. Um, You know, I think in the practical sense, right, it's around kind of leveraging technology um, to try and better understand the way humans process knowledge and how we synthesize 
information in different ways. So, you know, historically, when you wrote a software program, you had to code for every possible eventuality. Think of writing a a piece of code, a piece of software that analyzed emails. So you would have to kind of understand all the possible words that you would see in an email and what the meanings were and how different words created different phrases. And that's kind of a daunting task, right? There's way too much vocabulary and syntax in the human languages, right? For somebody to go kind of word by word and, and build that model. So it was very difficult to kind of use semantic information to create software. So, you know, with with artificial intelligence, a software developer can now take a dictionary of terms and take the syntax and kind of the, if you will, the neural network that is being developed more broadly by companies like Chat, GPT, and others. And we can start to train it or teach it how to leverage that that dictionary to be able to write code. So you don't need to train a bot on everything to do with, uh, you know, uh, understanding an email or understanding a text message. What you need to do is help understand how to build that technology, how to build the technology in a way where you're leveraging those kind of neural networks. Yes. Would you say there's a difference in using AI on the front end in business travel, as in with travelers, versus the back end, as in with agents? And is one more important than the other? Yeah, I don't know that one is more important than the other, but I do think there is a difference between thinking about AI in the front end and the back end. So at BCD, we've actually been using some AI in the back end now for, for a couple of years. We built um, some intelligence around our hotel platform where we're doing room and bed type mapping. We built some intelligence into our BCD pay platform in terms of mm-hmm. matching transactions. Um, and that's using artificial intelligence and, and some of this latest technology. Um, but that's all sitting, if you will, on the BCD side. It's not engaging with a traveler directly. Right. Um, and we're excited about the possibilities. I think we're just scratching the surface there. But what some of the new advances in AI, things like generative AI and large language models that are really focused on developing this syntax and this language-based kind of understanding of AI, what this allows us to do now is kind of bring that from the back office, if you will, to the front office, moving it from processing of data to now moving it to a place where it can engage travelers. Um, You know, if you haven't played with chat GPT, I really urge you, you know, mark an hour in your day sometime over the next couple of weeks, create an account, go in and just play with it and ask it some questions and see how intelligent it is. And it's remarkable, right? Uh, it really it really is very capable of understanding what you are asking in terms of a question. And you ask the question with different syntax um, and then going out and finding answers. And, you know, I think for the first time, we're now able to think about how to take this technology and move it into a place where it can engage with the traveler. It can ask, uh, it it can answer questions that travelers have. Um, And, you know, I think that's going to open up a whole new sphere of innovation as we think about new ways of meeting travelers in, uh, in different applications in the different places that they're working. Well, let's get more specific. So we're clear on on what where BCD Travel has been, but 
where are we going in the future as a leader of our technology, right? What's on the roadmap, so to speak? Yeah. So I think like in terms of front end, um, we've actually been working on a couple of things. So we've been prototyping an email bot. Uh, so about a year ago, we maybe less than it, maybe about nine months ago, we built our first email bot. Um, it's a application that can comb through emails and categorize them and can take, uh, in, in theory, can take some action based on different use cases that it sees in email. At the same time, we're also out talking to a number of third parties. I think the technology in this space is moving very quickly. Uh, and it's great to go from demo to demo. I think you know everybody's technology that you meet who's focused on AI in, in the corporate travel industry They've got fantastic demos. They've got great things that they're they're piloting and bringing to market. Um, and I think we are very much focused on AI is going to be one of our top five, maybe even top three initiatives for 2024. Um, but now it's trying to understand what do we want to build? How do we want to partner? How do we bring this to market? Um, and kind of what are the processes and what are the what are the ways that we want to deploy AI? So we're very much kind of working through that synthesis right now. Now, I want to be clear here. You're not suggesting that AI is going to be making random travel decisions unsupervised, right? Like humans still need to manage things like cost and policy compliance and, and privacy, right? No, absolutely not. I, I don't think there's a scenario where we would ever put um, an unmanaged um you know, AI bot uh, in, in front of our travelers. So I think there's maybe two ways to think about this. Uh, the, the first one is almost all of our customers today have a well-developed, highly honed travel program, right? They, they have already set policy. They've got content decisions that they've made and low fare algorithms that they've deployed. They know what type of reportable information they need to help you know, complete a transaction and what billable project codes need to be associated with a trip. Like those are well-defined um, uh, structures of their travel program. So I think for us, as we're thinking about deploying AI, we want to leverage those settings, that those decisions that have already been made, those configurations that are already set up so that, you know, in, in, in principle, if an AI bot is helping to make a reservation for you, it's using exactly the same policy with exactly the same content as our trip source and agent source experiences, or ideally the exact same policy that's showing up in your OBT. We'd like to do it in a way where we're not proliferating one more place to set up these same settings, configure it in your OBT, and then BCD configures it in our applications. And now you need to go configure it in an AI bot. And we've got triplicate versions of you know the settings going on. So I think the more we can kind of hone that and drive it into one place where we're able to say to, to a client, look, it doesn't matter which way your traveler chooses to engage with us, go to an OBT, go to TripSource, call an agent, go to a chat or a you know email interface, you're going to get the same policy parameters deployed in any one of those scenarios, right? I think that's that's really, really important. The other thing I think I would stress is, you know, with with any technology, but I think in particular with 
with artificial intelligence, process matters. And I think process and process design is going to matter a lot. So let me give you an example. A minute ago, I mentioned we had actually built our own email bot uh, a few months ago. Um, so we developed it. We, we came up with a handful of use cases that we wanted that email bot to be able to understand and be able to synthesize. Um, and we tested it against 12,000 emails. So 12,000 kind of random emails, and then we ran our bot against it to, to figure out how good it was. And actually, it was pretty good. As you know, Certainly as a, as a first attempt, we thought it was actually very good. Um, so one of the first scenarios we looked at was a scenario where a traveler's emailing BCD to have us resend their invoice, right? We get a fair number of requests from travelers. They just got back from their trip. They're trying to do their expense report and they want something out of the invoice and they've emailed us asking for that. Um, so we built a bot to be able to do that. And surprisingly, out of the box, it was 90% accurate. Wow. So we thought that's actually really impressive. Yeah. Um, but like all technology, it wasn't 100%, which means we did have some scenarios where the bot got it wrong. And about 5% of the time, it thought the traveler was asking us to resend the invoice, but actually the traveler or the email was about something else. And so we got it wrong. Now, if we had automated that end-to-end for the vast majority of travelers, we would have given them exactly what they wanted. But about 5%, we would have automated a response back to them with, here's your invoice. And they would have been looking at the email response back from us, scratching their head. Well, that has <laughs> nothing to do with what I asked for. Right, right. <laughs> now, I would kind of characterize that as the, you know, the parking ticket violation. Like, it's annoying. No one wants to get it. No one wants an irrelevant email sent back to them. Right. But we didn't really break anything. Um, but, but what do you do for that 5%? I'll give you a different scenario. We also had the the email bot looking at canceled trip requests, right? So we obviously get a lot more requests for people asking us to cancel trip. Well, not surprisingly, that bot was also a little over 90% accurate. Again, we felt really good about that. And wouldn't it be great if we could just add the automation at the other end and say, great, we know that the email is asking to cancel a trip. Let's just automate the cancel trip process and call it a day. Don't even bother sending it to an agent. But once again, we had four to five percent errors, mm-hmm. right? And we can't just accidentally cancel four <laughs> to five percent of people's reservations by sending right. a, an email. Like that's not a parking. Don't laugh, Chad. Yeah, no, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a that's a felony. Yeah, like, that. like, there's going to there's gonna be an accounting right of of that error. So I think that that's where process comes into place, right? That's where design comes into place to say, hey, wait a minute, before we take this action, does a human need to review it? Or before this action, do we need to confirm it back to the traveler? Hey, it looks like you want to cancel your trip to Dallas. Are you sure that's the step you want to take? You know, there's going to have to be some process that we think about validating what the bot is looking for. So it's great when you see these kind of proofs of concepts, like, you know, the, the technology is really, really powerful. Now the question is, how do you build it into our travel management processes? And I think that that's where, you know, at least the BCD, we have the benefit of 
the great operations teams and great process developers to sit down and say, now, how do we take this wonderful new technology, but how do we use it in a flowchart of processes that actually make sense in corporate travel to protect the integrity of the travel program and to protect the integrity of the um, the service request or whatever the traveler is asking us for. Well, isn't it also that, you know, the artificial intelligence capabilities are just extending the same solutions to new channels, which could be email or messaging or chat of some kind, right? And and whether your your policy and your process and the great service you get is coming through TripSource or through agent source and served by an agent on the phone or through one of the other channels like chat or email via right artificial intelligence it's still all in the same mothership and it's still all providing the same access same content same service right i uh, mean i i think that's absolutely right and i mean i think if you if you think about it from a traveler's perspective they still generally need all the same things i need to make yeah. a reservation i need to cancel or change a reservation i want information about my reservation like the the things that you're trying to accomplish are the same things we have some tools today that are actually pretty well advanced and do many great yeah. things for a traveler. Many of them are available through web and, and graphical user interfaces. How can we leverage that infrastructure now and make that available through chat interfaces and email interfaces and do it in a way where we're meeting the traveler where they like to work. Most of our most of our travelers are working in Microsoft Teams and Slack and these other places. Let's make it easy for them to engage with us where they're working. Yanis, we both know you and you're always on the road and you never, you know, quite frankly, sit down. So we know you have some stories here. So during this quick connect, I'm going to ask a question or two and just say the first thing that comes to your mind. What is the one thing or task you wish you could remove from your daily life? <laughs> Other than expense reports, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a given for anyone. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'd say, you know, I, I'm very wary of team and Zoom meetings where I look at the attendee list and it, it exceeds 10 people. Hmm, okay. There's a lot of steering committee and project updates. And, you know, I generally find that the level of value I bring to those meetings relative to the amount of time they take is is probably disproportionately not good. Um, And so, you know, I, I try and push back a little bit on getting too involved in, you know, some of those larger meetings. Mine would be filling the water in my humidifier every day. (laughs) Okay, I swear to everyone <laughs> listening, we did not plan this, but mine, <laughs> mine too deals with water. Uh, yeah. I hate that I have to drink so much water every day. I wish I didn't have to drink water. I Weird, but I, it's just annoying to me. It's annoying. It's daunting. It's, it's daunting, daunting task. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Oh, man. Uh uh, do either? Yeah, I mean, you if, ha- you, if you want, I've got a water one too because I've gotten hooked on. I, I've gotten hooked on carbonated water. My wife got me one of those uh, carbonated. Soda stream, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Soda stream, not um, a sponsor, not but a call sponsor, us. but call us. And uh, I, I will say that for the first three weeks or so, I was over carbonating, and I didn't realize <laughs> why I was having all these chest pains. Um, so I dialed it in now, but I find that I am uh, I'm filling up the water jugs probably at least once a day. 
So for anyone That's listening, funny. please think about your water story. Uh, okay, last question. Um, and this has kind of become a little tradition, but when you travel, window or aisle seat? <laughs> so I, I would say I go by the rule of sevens, which is if I have a flight leaving before 7 a.m. or landing after 7 p.m., I want the window. If not, oh. I want the aisle. I am flabbergasted right now there's no other word for this i'm impressed what? i actually you know, think i might incorporate if that if it's early or late i prefer to be against the you know against the window i don't want to get up for anybody yeah. um I, I i can generally sleep okay on flights so i just want to be left alone um but if it's uh you know the middle of the day uh, i'd rather have the the space and the room on the aisle that is the most intelligent response I have ever heard of to that question. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, this has been one of the most interesting episodes I think we've had uh, on the podcast series. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on and talk AI with us. Yeah. Thanks, Yanis, for joining us. And I'm super excited to see where we head in 2024. There's a lot to do and, and so much opportunity out there. Perfect. And it's a pleasure joining you and uh, look forward to all the great podcasts still to come. If you're a travel buyer, frequent business traveler, or just someone who likes hearing about artificial intelligence, be sure to download and review the Connections with BCD Travel podcast to stay up to date with new releases and listen to your favorite episodes. Thank you for connecting with us. BCD Travel helps companies travel smart and achieve more. We drive program adoption, cost savings, and talent retention through digital experiences that simplify business travel. Learn more about the topics you heard on this episode by visiting bcdtravel.com slash podcast.